up underneath your pews. And uh, if by chance you need to go to the restroom or anything, uh, just right through two of these doors and uh, the restrooms will be in there on your left. I thought she was waiting for me. All right, little girl, go ahead. All right, 277. Glad I'm redeemed this morning. Thank God.
know where I'd be today. I don't know if I'd have my family. There's just no telling who I would be if not for grace. I could be locked up in jail, have no future, no story to tell. I know my soul would be crying from hell if not for grace. If not for grace, I would still be lost and hopeless. If not for grace, there would be no reason to carry on. Oh, but when he looked my way, there was mercy on his face. I would not be saved today if not for grace. And I carried for so long Things in my past I have done so wrong God's forgiveness I would have never known it If not for grace There'd be no hope from heaven above I wouldn't know the words for God so loved I know my life would be unheard of If not for grace If not for grace, I would still be lost and hopeless. If not for grace, there would be no reason to carry on. Oh, but when he looked my way, there was mercy on his face. I would not be saved today if not for grace. I would not be saved today if not for grace.
love the church and thank the Lord for all of y'all. Some of you have been knowing for probably 40 years. <laughs> and uh, I watched, watched David and Amanda grow up here. And I appreciate their family. Hey. And old Brother Hubert, I'm glad you're here today, girl. Hey. And... Uh, this brother that's leading the singing, he's just he's just a real blessing. He's always been a blessing. And I thank the Lord for my wife being able to be with us today. And uh, the Lord's been good to the church to let, uh, though the man of God went on, he let the church keep going. And uh, I bless the Lord for Sending Brother Jamie here, his wife and children. And it's been such a joy to see God moving in these last days as he has. Great group of young preachers across our country. I've had uh, I've had young preachers to come to me that was way back in nineteen eighty five saved back in 85 and uh, called to preach and it's just amazing how, how the Lord has just opened up the doors for our our generation and uh, I've been knowing Brother John here and, and his son Jim there they've, they've been such a blessing to us Jim come and helped us with our church there and uh so the Lord has just been so good. There's just no way to to really uh, tell you just how good he has been. I, I want to, uh, you turn your attention please with me today in the word of God to Psalm 103. They sang about this, about this these young people did just yes. a moment ago. And I, I bless the Lord that uh, I, I, came, I came to Camp Resaca Camp probably in 1978. I was going to, to Concord in 76, 7, but I, I came to the camp and I watched the man of God as he led the flock and many times preacher when he step up to the pulpit he was, he's gone a lot of times hunting things he needed to buy for the camp and food and whatever and um, he'd step up to the pulpit and most times this is what you hear him say and he wanted us to help him wanted us to quote it with him bless the Lord oh my soul and all that's within me Bless his holy name. And bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. The Lord has been so good to us for us to have the benefits of God. We've been benefited so much. There'd be no way to explain how good God has been to all of us. In this passage of Scripture here, I 
quoted these two verses, but verse number three, he talks about our iniquities and how they were in front of God before God did something about it. And uh, he talks about this word, who, who, who. And all of these things God has provided for the church. I'm so grateful that he has. But he mentions this phrase, who forgiveth all our iniquities. They were singing that song, two or three of these songs just touched on what I had on my heart. It's amazing that God can forgive. And I'm going to be honest with you. All of us are human. And we we tend to forget. And uh, we, just, we just tend to um, allow things to get a, things that are beneficial to our life to get away from us. Can't remember everything. But you know, the Lord didn't say anything about remembering and thousands of reasons we could give today for God being good to us and the benefits that God... But He didn't ask us to remember all that He has done. He didn't ask us... He didn't ask us, you've got to tell me what all you've seen me do. No, He just said, forget not all. There's enough of them. One of them is forgiveness. And... I'd say the the greatest blessing that ever could come to anybody's heart is for them to be forgiven. You and I all came to Calvary. And we, through the blood shed at Calvary, we have access to God. And we know that we're saved by the grace of God because it's these songs that and so permeated the atmosphere. Thank God that we have the benefits of the Lord Amen. in forgiveness. Yes, sir. If there's one thing out of all the things that we could attribute to the name of our God, it is that He's a forgiving God. Yes, thank you, Lord. And it's amazing to me in, in my travail of life as a young man, I got saved when I was 20. It's amazing to me that God would forgive me. I, I could have thought when I was praying that night out there by the old barbed wire fence and asking God to have mercy on me. I, I could have got saved on the road there. I was coming in and I, I, I raced a lot and I was running somewhere way too fast. And uh, the mercury was locked up in that dash. And I I come out of that curve, and I I really just thank God I didn't get killed. And I went up on top of the hill and prayed, but I couldn't get saved there. But when I got to where I really could get saved, the Lord 
come into my life and made a difference. Yes, and uh, you know the experience in your life where as you come to God, you wanted to be forgiven. Uh, you know, I was thinking the other day, I, I put, I think I put this thing somewhere here in a, in a tag. I, I know God, I know God has done a great work in forgiving. I can't say that I've forgiven everybody that I should have. Um, and you know, people will come to you that does you wrong and they'll ask you to forgive them. And we need to, we need to forgive. And, and I think it's, uh, just Christ-like that we do. But here's the thing. Uh, the Lord really can forgive. I mean, I'll try. I'll do my best at it. But, but the Lord really can forgive. Sometimes we get to the place where we, we say, uh, I'm reminded too much. And, and you know, it's awful that we have a memory of ourselves and our, of our sins. And I thought so many times being back over in South Carolina about the things that I was involved in before Jesus saved me. One of the great blessings of being saved is knowing that God has truly forgiven us. I mean, he's really... And listen, something else I want you to see here. In in Jeremiah chapter 31, down in verse number 34, here's what he said. They shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For they shall all know me. You see, the thing about it is, if you come to Christ and you get saved by the grace of God, all know me. Now look at this. From the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord. For I will, and I love that phrase, I will forgive their iniquity. And look at this. And I will remember their sin no more. Isn't this amazing that we serve a God that can forgive? Now, if if you came to me and you said, forgive me, I've said something or something toward you, uh, forgive me, and, and I was really able to forgive him. But I wouldn't forget it. There's no way you can forget. We can't in this human body forget. And, and if we aren't careful, we'll we'll bury the hatchet. Brother Sammy used to talk about leave the handle sticking up, so that if you ever did anything else, we'd bring up both issues and talk about it all. <laughs> but God don't do that with us. When He forgave us, He didn't just forgive us. He put it in His past. He put it away. I want you to notice here, as he goes on, he, he talks about it. Now, if you look at verse number 12, he said, as far, and, and that's pretty far, as the east is from the west. 
You see, there's no boundaries there. There's, there's a North Pole and a South Pole. But what God said is, if you traveled east, you'd never run into west. If you traveled west, you'd never run into east. It's all gone. Brother Sammy said, what was great about that verse was that it's all gone. And I'm glad that God forgives us. And then there's a father image here. He went on to say, like a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. And I won't have a whole lot to say about that because i got something else I want to talk to you about. He is a great father image. In fact, let me just say this. Um, my, my father died when I was six. And my mother died when I was three. And I never really hardly missed her because I, I was raised by my stepmother, which he married a year and a half after my mother died. And then my father died with leukemia. <clears throat> I was always scared that maybe I'd have something. About somewhere around 45 years old, I, was, I got real worried about whether or not I'd, I'd be passing on like my father did. Then when I got, I come back here, went, went to South Carolina, went back and looked through some of my family epitaphs and read some of the epitaphs on the, on the graves markers. And uh, I saw where several of them lived to be 90, one of them lived to be 99, one of them lived to be 98, one of them lived, my uncle lived to be 94. And so when I got over 49, the Lord told me, you need to read them epitaphs again. And really, I don't know how long our life is going to be. I miss, I miss these great men of God. I miss them. And I'm not a bit worried about dying if time comes. But listen, I want to talk to you about this little verse. I want to come down here with this little verse, if you will. The Bible says, As for man... His days are as grass. You know, that is seasons are what we have to deal with. And uh, we don't much think about it ourselves in our life. But when you were born, you, you had to be cared for by someone else. But you were. There was no doubt in, in your mind that as you begin to progress and begin to grow, that you're a springtime. You, when you get started out, you're just in the springtime. And then, and then you start getting big enough to help out with things, and then you get married and have your children. And your lifespan, you go through the summer of life. And, uh, and the summer of life is wonderful. And you enjoy, you enjoy the very best of health that you could have. And then the fall comes. And really, just like the fall that takes the grass and withers it away, Job said, 
he said, if uh, you look at that weaver, shuttle, it's just his life is just so short. And and if you if you understand the steam coming out of that kettle, it's here and then it vanishes and it's gone. That's the way your life is. And all of us are going down to the fall of our year. Many of us are approaching the winter season. And and the winter, when we come to the winter season, we don't realize what all we did. One of the great things about having the season and coming to an end of the season, coming to winter, Paul talked about his it's coming down to the end of the season. He got down there in Second Timothy four, and he said, "He said, now I have, I have fought. He said, I've fought the good fight, and I've kept the faith. And he he talks about you know the crown that's provided for him. He talked about his life. He's kept the faith, and he's." Finished the course, and and he's he's done everything, but he's in this Mamertine prison, and it's cold. And he sends Timothy to bring him. He's wanting these parchments. He's wanting he's wanting help that he could read and gather from God and glean from the Lord while he's in that prison. And he sends for that coat. I don't know exactly that coat Troas. I don't know. I just know one thing, that you'll come to the end, and I believe God will let you know when you're coming to the end. I called John Denniper to hospital. I talked to Stenny Ballou right days before he died. And every person that I've had a privilege that I was a friend with that I had a privilege to talk to, they said it won't be long. I'm gonna be leaving out. You see, they knew. They saw it coming. And whenever they put on Brother Sammy's epitaph, they said a, a very disappointed man. You talking about disappointed? He was. He didn't think anything could ever happen. <laughs> But I want to tell you something. All of us need to realize that one day the season of winter is going to start and we're going to face the days when we cannot go. That's the foreknowledge of God. He's greater than being a father. He's greater than all of his forgiveness. He, could I say this to you? He knew you before you ever breathed a breath. It's hard to believe that. I'm not a Calvinist. I just believe the Word of God. Uh, if there's something John Calvin did believe, I like to believe what I believe. I mean, I want to believe the truth. One thing is for sure. I have learned that the God of this Bible is sovereign. And His provision has been in my life, all of my life. From the time I can look back and see when I was a little boy, God's provision was there in my life and He brought me all the way through my life. And He'll bring you through your life.
Now, I want to I read you something. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting. Watch this. To everlasting. The reason that double persuasion is put there in your heart is because when you went to Calvary, see, all of us that got saved had to go to Calvary. When you went to Calvary and you got forgiveness for your sins, everything that God forgave you for, He forgot. Now, you you still remember some of it. But as a father, He presents this thing to let you know that you don't have to be concerned about what you have done. You know what it, it really means? It means just as though that you never did do it. When God forgives you, it's as though when God's looking at it that you didn't even do it. <laughs> and let me tell you something. When I went to Calvary, 20 years old, I've been saved now. I've been, I've been preaching now for about 57 years. And uh, every year, the Lord lets me look a little deeper into this book. And I, I want to say to you, the first everlasting started when when you got saved by the grace of God. What God did was He saved you everlasting. In other words, it had a beginning point. Can you remember? Way back yonder, now your mother brought you into the world. And you see, eternity has no beginning. You look back at past eternity, there's no end of it. You can't, you can't find a beginning point to what we call eternity. And if you look this way, there is no ending point to eternity. Well, God is eternal. And God works in eternity. But He came down and He spoke into existence some things. He walked in the midst of darkness and gave us light. The Holy Ghost brooded over the water. And what God did is God allowed us in creation to see His ability. He started... He See, time began there. We We didn't... God was back on in eternity. You say, well, well, we had to go to the cross to be saved. Yes, but Jesus didn't. He did die there. We'll go ahead and agree. He did die there. And He really did die there. But Jesus was slain where? For the foundation of the world. In the mind of God... All these things that we are looking at today happened back in eternity past. So, when I got saved, I'm saved in a point of time. Every generation coming down through there. All these, all these genealogies of people that fell long before us and they used to live a lot longer than we did. And all of this is all coming to an end. 
time will be no more. Even if I, my time is started back, and then my time is ended, and, and I'm gone to be with the Lord, but my time is over. But, thank God, there's that wonderful element of eternity that was involved. You see, whenever I got saved by the grace of God, there was a point in which I come to know the Lord. And then there is no end to it. But the second everlasting comes into effect whenever I am in the Lord's provision by being a son to the Father, by belonging to God. I can I can actually say that I've always been, <laughs> but I surely forever always will be. God is going to see to it. We have eternity out in front of us. We don't have to worry about anything. And we look at this thing of healing and so forth, things that He washed to us or that benefits to us. Well, let me say that along with the benefits that Jesus is to us, it can happen to all of us. God is able to raise up His people here in this life. But when this life is all over, we walk into the paradise of whatever He was able to do, He always will be able to do. Somewhere out there, there is eternity. And we're going to be involved in eternity forever. Let me say to you that I really believe, let me read this year verse of Scripture. Upon them that fear Him, and His righteousness unto children's children. In other words, genealogies don't mean things with God. God take care of us. The Lord hath prepared His throne in the heavens, and His kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord. Oh, we could just holler it out through the hills. Ye, his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of the word, of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye, his host, ye ministers of his, that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, in his places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. I thank him for forgiveness. I thank him for becoming a father when I didn't have one. I bless him for everything that he's done for me down through these years. But what I thank God more for than anything is that there is a hereafter. And God has provided for you and I to know not just Him as looking through a glass darkly, but we'll get to know Him forever and forever. Eternal life is what we got. And it started at a point when you got saved, but it has no end. But we got involved in the eternality of God. From the past into the future. There is no way that anyone could ever, ever be dissatisfied with all that God has done. One of these days, 
He's going to bring us to fruition. One of these days, it'll be finished and over. And I'm so glad that we have with the Lord. I thought about uh, some of the um, the things that. Uh, let me see if I can find where it was at. And I, I wanted to tell you that there was a there was a preacher that was facing these winter times, you know, and uh, he said, in spite that we have abiding spring, and okay, he said, uh, uh, one told of a four score old preacher on Saturday night whom faced tomorrow's burdens in the pulpit when he heard a knock at the door and walked, in walked his little daughter, climbed onto his lap and said, Daddy, I don't, I didn't come to ask you for anything. I just came to hug your neck, kiss you and tell you what a good, kind, sweet daddy you have been to me. I read this verse of Scripture many years ago, and it meant a whole lot to me, but Romans 11 and 2 said, God hath not cast away His people. We belong to Him, which He foreknew. So don't be scared of that word. Because that word is not there to separate you or to make you feel like that some of your family be saved somewhere. That word is there to tell you that God knew you before you ever knew anything. And then God knows you now and He takes care of you in this life. And then forever this will take place (coughs) because God is taking care of you. Well, I feel like that's what the Lord wants me to say. Just a few words kind of help you. Let me, let me mention this here to you. You know, the mercies of God, they're, they're new every day. The mercies of God are so, so important to us. And, uh, but here's, he talks about the mercy of God here. And in fact, it said, uh, the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger. And he said he's plenteous in mercy. I mean, he's got all that you'll ever need, the mercy of God. I was reading behind, uh, I believe his name was Clovis Chapel. Y'all ever heard of him? Clovis is an old writer. I like them old writers. Here's what Clovis said. I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget it. Millions. He's talking about the mercy of God and preaching on mercy. He said, millions of mercies are buried without a marker of gratitude. I don't guess we ever thank God enough for all the mercy that he's given to us. I remember one time coming up to us, coming up to a railroad track and just as, just as strong as if one of you in this room said it to me, I heard these words, stop now. And I hit my brake and stopped. <sighs> Went by that Amtrak train. And uh, I 
I said to her, I said, you know what? I was heading to get a cup of coffee. I got on my mind everything's doing fine. But I nearly went out. But the mercy of God was looking after me. And you know of times that your life probably was even threatened. And it's close that you weren't going to be here anymore. And God lets you by. Isn't it something that God, God's blessing this this area right here with Lighthouse. And some of you I don't even know y'all. And you probably growed up here, but you others of you come from somewhere else, but I just don't know you. But I'm grateful to God that God's letting the standard be raised up right here. So thankful to the Lord. Old fashioned singing. I don't want to ever change. The old fashioned preaching of the Word of God. I don't want to ever see changed. And I pray for these young men. I pray for them daily. I ask the Lord, Lord, touch. Touch these young men with the power of God on their life. God is blessing so many of them. I mean, I've, I've watched some of them. I was up with Jim Seaton here just a little, couple of weeks ago, and I was just getting out. You know, I, I really, I, I didn't know whether I'd be able to go or not. <coughs> and uh, I was sitting there, and I remembered, remembered David when we used to pray. Pray for Buster Seaton's brother. Lord, have mercy. I'm sure glad I prayed for him. God raised him up. God saved him. I have given him, I've given him books. Some of them old time books. Buster told me before he died, he said, Preacher man, you see to it, Jim gets what he needs. Because he knew he was going to do what he did. He knew it. And I tried to give him books. But as I sat there in that chair and preached to that crowd, I thought to myself, I said, I watched you save him and bring him up. I watched you provide for him. And he's as strong a preacher as Buster was. And God has answered Buster's prayer. And you know, I know his old daddy, I, I called him one day and, and uh, I told him, I said, your old daddy would be proud of you. Preached on the second coming all the time. Your old daddy would be proud of you, son. But I said, Buster would be proud of you too. But I said, I want you to know one fellow that is. I'm proud of you. I want to bless the Lord for what he's done, though, to bring up these young men. Because our churches, this building ain't nothing without people. And we got the people in this church house. And then we got the man of God to keep stirring us. 
keep the fire of God on my heart. I appreciate you so much. And I thank the Lord that I was able to to get out and get to come. <clears throat> I love coming here anyhow. I used to drive over here. And we'd have some of the best meetings here. Oh, my, we had some of the... Oh, my. It was just a wonderful time. And I believe that God will give this man for the burden of his heart, give him the kind of camp meeting that we need. And if that's what we need to do, I enjoyed going out there, sitting out there in the tent. But I believe that God will give, God give great services out there to help you and to help the people of God to come in. And a lot of times they come in, they don't have any idea how bad they really are until God reaches in there and helps them. And so you'll have responsibility. I know they'll enjoy the food and all that, but you'll you'll be able to have it hosting this meeting. You'll be able to... Other men may, may touch their life, but you'll have the opportunity to be a blessing to people. And I thank the Lord for you. I appreciate the camp meeting. I pray that God just keep the doors open for the camp meeting. We love y'all. Appreciate you, Pastor. If you. Amen. <coughs>